Welcome to the BU Podcast. BU Podcast Go. Because of Yo, 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 what's going on? It's another edition of the BU Podcast. Y'all know what it is. It's your boy Ashley. Ashley underscore BU Forever on Instagram. You know who I got with me. What's up? It's your boy Lavelle, also known as Mr. Lovely Day on Instagram. How you doing, Ashley? Man, I'm doing good, Bill. Man, how are you? Good, 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 man. Things are good. Things are good in your world. You know, just taking it day by day in the JP. Yeah, day by day. That's all you can do. Got the the world might That's be opening up soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like. You know, as expected, you know, I still don't agree with the way that, you know, Japan is handling things. But guess what? Finally, we get some vaccine rollout happening. Uh, but right now, only all the elderly and I think essential workers are getting it right now. Exactly. Yeah, the way they're going about it, the reservation scheme and everything of that nature. Uh, of course, uh, it's kind of convoluted and confusing and things of that nature. I'm hearing that uh, individuals our age probably won't be able to get it until like October or November or something like that. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I thought I overheard my in-law saying or my wife saying something about 2022. I'm not surprised about that either as well. I'm thinking 2022, but he made a statement, I think, about November time frame just for the world people to hear. But Japanese people know the truth. They know how this country moves. They're like, nah, y'all ain't yeah. getting for like forever. The crazy thing is Japan actually gave away like a million vaccines to um to Taiwan, if you don't know if you know that. Tokyo did. Speaking of Taiwan, Mr. Uh, Prime Minister Suga called him a country. China, China was not happy with that. Yeah, I think that's why he mentioned them because he was like, oh, I'm giving them no, some sir, vaccines. Ha ha ha. This country. And it was like, oh, yeah, not today. <laughs> we have a pact where you don't call them that. Did y'all know that? Yeah, there's some pact. I don't I don't know there's that name of it. I was reading the news that. Yeah, China, I mean, excuse me, Japan is not to call China a country. I mean, China, excuse me. Man, Chinese going to come get me, man. Is not to call Taiwan a country. You can only say region. The Taiwan, Taiwan region. Pretty great. your door if you call them a country. Yeah, what, what else popping in the news, man? Oh, yeah, okay. Let's uh, go ahead and call this. I bestow this to BU Beat. All right, we're going to give you all some just little news tidbits here and there. Um, as I have been reading the news, something that I found that stood out quite a bit. Uh, looking at my notes here, protesters are demanding answers after a black man, Winston Boogie Smith Jr., was killed by law enforcement. Uh, and the family of the black Hawaii dad, there's a family of the black Hawaii dad uh, killed by cops, said he believed he was seeking spiritual guidance when he was fatally shot. Um, as we can see, unfortunately, we still have uh, black shootings going on. Don't know when it's going to end. Uh, don't know when they're going to let up. 
but uh, as we can see, uh, this is still uh, continuing. But Shame. did you? But he got shot and killed, right? Yeah. You hear about two teenagers shooting, shooting uh, with the shootout with the cops? Oh, where, where? You didn't hear about that? Uh, no. I think I heard about it though, but I don't know exactly where. So it's crazy because the two kids. Yeah. had a straight up shootout a 14 year old girl and a 12 year old boy allegedly broke into a house in Enterprise Florida found weapons and used them against the sheriff deputies literally having a straight up okay corral shootout with the sheriff deputies and Wait guess what people let me just erase oh, oh. you got oh. it oh yeah, Caucasian. no they got Wow. <laughs> they lived. They lived. They lived? Wow, they lived. Had a straight shootout. Little girl got shot. The cops got body cam footage. You guys can check it out. He's like, please, I don't want to shoot them. They're kids. One friend was like, they were shooting. They didn't know they were kids at first. And he was like, hey, they're kids. So they was like, oh, man, we don't need to kill them. But Tamir Rice is dead and gone for playing with a toy gun. These two kids had a straight up shootout, guys. Talk about it. You can hear on the body cam footage. This is not make believe, not unless they were using snap guns or whatever. But their shootout, and the girl got shot. And these kids have, especially the girl, she has like a little record. She was like in a, one of those halfway homes type thing. And they were wow. like, yeah. Wow. The young boy said he wanted to harm cops. So the intention is there, the action is there, and he lived to tell it the story. Actually surrendered. Think about it, y'all. Think about it. We're gonna leave that with that. Last thing I wanna uh get into, I think everybody has probably uh seen in some news and things like that, but I definitely wanted to uh shout out on the BU podcast because her actions, her behavior. And what she did was definitely be you. Shout out to Naomi Osaka for um, not participating in the French Open Grand. That's a Grand Slam tournament, man. That's a Grand Slam tournament. Something else she could add to her legacy. But she dropped out of the tournament to focus on her mental health. If that ain't be you, and if that ain't commendable, and black as hell, I don't know what it is. Facts. Can you imagine Japanese, uh, what do you call them, um, sponsors are just so mad, like, ah, I don't understand. She's Japanese. She's supposed to just do what she's told. Damn it. One day, everyone yeah, I can see him. I can see him. Crazy. I know they went crazy. <laughs> what? Nope. Big ups to Naomi Osaka. Uh, it would be dope if you, li- if you are listening to this and you hear that. Uh, we respect you. We appreciate you for doing that. Um, mental health. Uh, I think it's a, a thing that a lot of people are uh, discussing now. Uh 
someone's unfortunately discussing it because it's a hot topic and they want likes and they want people to view them and things like that. But uh, I, I believe with uh, me and Lavelle, uh, sincerely, we understand that it's something that really needs to be um, highlighted within our community, you know, because we think we're too big and bad to say it, or we're too big and bad to go get therapy or to, to uh, speak with a therapist, actually talk to somebody about our feelings and things like that. Um, being here in Japan, you know, that you realize, <laughs> trust me, I I may have been up and down the, the mental health uh, and been mental at some times uh, being out here. Uh, but, you know, having a strong knit uh, community and, you know, friends that discuss things and uh, vent about things, things like that, it definitely uh, helped that. So, again, big ups to Naomi Osaka. We appreciate you. We love you. And we hope that um, whatever it is that you're going through, you um get over it at your own pace you know she it seems like she's not in no rush neither so um that's good for me that's good for naomi man that's good for naomi respect so yeah that's enough of the uh b you beat so now let's get into what we're gonna be discussing today y'all i think Everybody has been here recently and that robots are going to take over my job. No, 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 no. The robot R2D2 is coming to take over. Right? They can have mine. Yeah, the, hey, <laughs> hey, man! Our two dudes who came in today was like, "Hey, Master Ashley, I need to take over you." Like, go around right the head, brother. <laughs> so, the reason I wanted to bring this, wanted want to discuss this today, is because um, I have been pondering about that, and I've been running across a lot of podcasts and articles about it and <laughs> can robots you know take over the individual's job and still provide the same uh, genuine service and authenticity that a person can in the United States in most places I definitely think not but in Japan in Japan I think it would do extremely well and many people would lose their jobs unfortunately <laughs> to the robot Lavelle I think I think so as well I mean it's very easy a lot of people wonder if, if robots would take their job Robots, all jobs will be taken and can be taken by robots. It's not that the robot can't do it. It's more like, can the consumer or the receiver of the service, or will they be numbed down, dumbed down enough to accept it? 
And that's exactly. what I, yeah. And that's why I feel like today's climate is with all the social distancing and all that. I feel like it's actually creating an environment. It's like the perfect storm, which can create a generation of, of young people who can accept a robotic society. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of countries that don't deal with much physical contact, uh, emotion, um, and just, you know, making actual, genuine, deep connections with people, these are where robots can can thrive. Um, As me and Lavelle discussed prior on this podcast uh, a variety of times um, about interacting uh, in the society with the citizens and doing particular things, there's not a high level of genuineness and feeling and, you know, things of that nature. Right? I feel that some individuals that I have met here that you can replace them with a robot and I can get the same feeling from that guaranteed so it's it's an unfortunate and sad thing but it's very true I mean how you feel about that I feel like I feel that Japan like you said like certain nations like Asia, like a lot of nations in Asia that are uh, like South Korea and Japan, preferably like Tokyo and Osaka, people are cultivated or have been to accept that type of life. And is it good, is it bad? To me personally, it is what it is. The main thing is, especially with declining birth rates in many of these countries, they kind of have to go that route but the problem with that is it it leaves very little room for growth you know once you put a robot and you and you start filling up these positions it's like having a drought and saying we'll never cover back we'll never be able to recover from this you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And once you become used to it, it's like, okay, we stuck where we at. So if Japan's at 120 and they continue to decline, one day they're going to hit 90 million people in the country. Then they'll hit 60. With that, it'll be more, you know, immigrants coming in and robots being put in positions. And eventually, as a nation, the focus would not, will no longer be on producing individuals. It'll just be sustaining maintaining and that's how you walk yourself right into extinction or losing a whole culture a culture many people love respect admire uh will be lost no doubt about that that would be yeah. very unfortunate 
I mean, there are lots of things with the、uh, Japanese culture that are very interesting, very beautiful,、uh, very fascinating in the fact that the society is dying, and the fact that I believe even now,、uh, too, there is a lot of robotics that are. That they're attempting to implement into a lot of their industries, that this could potentially,、uh, as Lavelle said, take a turn for the worse. Case in point, I think some of these in America right now, I'm not too sure.、Uh, it's called the Pepper Robot. Okay. It, it was, a, it is, it still exists. It is a robot, a service robot, more or less, that was created by SoftBank, one of the cellular providers out here. I believe they are now,、uh, what, part, partnership with, with Sprint? Maybe? Yeah,、one、I think so.、Part. Yeah, I believe it's Sprint. So,、um, yes. And Navelle has probably done this as well because we kind of vibe on the same wavelengths. I watch these people interact with that pepper. And I don't want to say it's disturbing, but it's not natural to me. For me, it's not natural the way they interact with it. It's almost as if they treat it as an actual human being. What? Because it, to be quite honest, it mimics exactly what a typical Japanese service person would do. His actions, what it says, it's bizarre. Like they're, they're actually really interacting, like interacting with it. Not like just coming up, pressing the buttons and watching it, like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And then kind of walking off, like, and just saying, like, yeah, that was cool, right? You know what I mean? Hey, I mean, like, you've seen them interact with it as well, too, Bill. Yes, I have. Yes.、Um, I've watched people do it, and like you said, it is kind of weird. But It's perfect for Asia, I think, especially Japan, because the language and the interactions are very scripted. So I would imagine the algorithm or the program that's inputted will probably doesn't need to be as complex as it would be with America because it would have to read people. It would have to basically have maybe four to five responses because of the diversity of America. But in Japan, There's probably more than probably just one or two responses in which it's set to reply with. So, and I think for the culture here, it's actually it's perfect for this robotic、uh, society because time is very important. Time is very important. Emotions are often not needed and not. Even valued or appreciated. Therefore, with a robot, all these things are perfect. Robots maintain time setting due to the programming.、Um, if it's up to par, like as far as maintenance, so it's going to run smooth, correct? And at the same time, 
it's not going to bring any emotional baggage with it. It's not going to need a restroom break. It's not going to need a day off. So for this country, it's perfect. Man, that was very well stated. I, I like that you said that because they do not like variants or not knowing what the next move or the next step is going to be. As Lavelle just stated, the robot has all that in order. They know exactly what's going to happen with that robot. They know exactly what that robot is going to say. And they know exactly in the end how that robot is going to going to help their needs and wants. Yes, because Japan doesn't like the unknown and computers help to explore the unknown or basically be that wall or that shield. Because when you mess with a foreigner, right, we're like the unknown for them. And then they step into your world and it's like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen next. But a robot, you know what's going to happen next. Or so you would assume because a computer or AI normally only does what's his, what, whatever it's programmed to do. So it's a safe bet. Yeah, extremely safe bet for them. And they like that. They like safe. They don't like I said, they don't like st- stepping in the unknown realms. So for as far as listeners who's listening, who's like always looking to come to Asia, these are things to look out for. I mean, jobs that you think are will probably be open to you will probably be at a lower level. For example, in construction, a lot of Japanese homes aren't really built, built like in some countries with hammers and nails. Robots have taken that over in a way. They had they build homes pretty much in warehouses and just put them together like Lego blocks. Um, so just little things like that you want you will probably you probably won't see them uh available for you here like um what what is another job that you might see actually that it's kind of you know what I mean like in a different job market that kind of robots oh I got one for you guys like um waiting waiting tables um, I went to Unique Low, for example. Cashiers. If you're looking to be a cashier, Japan is like, we don't need cashiers anymore. I went to Unique Low GU. Um, you make all your purchases, put it in the basket. You drop it in this box. There's an iPad sitting in front of you. It rings it all up. I make my purchase. I never interact with any sales associate at all. I don't even know why the sales associates even exist. I think they just move the hangers that after I take my clothes off, I put it on the rack. I think they just move the hangers and put clothes back on the rack. That's all they do. Agreed, Lavelle. Agreed. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the main um, industries here in Japan, believe it or not. The service industry. The robots could absolutely wipe out the service industry here. Case in point, what Lavelle just said. He doesn't even know why the uh, sales associates are the, there. Thank you. The sales associates are there. Why that the registers ringing you up? They just stand there, guys. I mean, like, literally, like, you go to Unique Load, it's this person just standing in there in the front. And she's just like, oh, next. You're next. Like, woman, I don't need you to tell me I'm next. Like, 
I'm going to just go to the one that's next. You go to Walmart, which is say you here. Pretty much the same way. Like, you're going to ring it yourself. Walmart's a little different. You have to scan it. But when it comes to clothing stores, a lot of them, you don't even have to ring it up. No. And as we know, as Americans, and maybe in other, other nations as well, the sales associate is supposed to be somebody personal. Somebody that can interact with you. Someone that can maybe, you know, you are having a bad day, turn your day around. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, make you smile, make you laugh, create a conversation with you at the register, like things like that. Don't expect that in Japan. Don't expect that at all. You're going to hear, and then you're going to come to the register and they're going to, like, I'm telling you. I, I promise you, and if you ever come to Japan and you listen to the explanation and you see what happens, you'll be like, damn, BU Podcast told me. So you're going to come to the register, you're going to put your shit on, on the counter, and they're going to take it out, and then they're going to say, oh, in Japanese, oh, one of these, that's the, and then the price, one of these, the, 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 the one of these, that, the, 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 the. they're going to put it all in the bag, and they're just going to get to your total. Oh, do you have a point card? Oh, do you have this? Oh, no. Okay. Thank you. And then put all your shit in the bag and then told her, oh, thank you. Uh, and then you're going to leave. And they do that exact same pattern with every single fucking customer. I, you can stand there. Like You can stand there and watch it. It'll be the same exact way. I was with a group of people. They said that's actually how they learn Japanese. They said you can learn Japanese in Japan if you just listen to what they say and you repeat it. Then you can literally know. Now, usually the responses to that, which you can get a friend or somebody, learn what they say, mimic it. You're going to hear it a hundred times. Go purchase some five times a day. You're going to hear it five times a day. Learn those words, learn the responses to those, and you can navigate your day through a daily you can have you can navigate your way through daily transactions in Japan put it like that you'll know what they said what they like what they want everything even if even if you can't speak it you'll pretty much understand it because you'll hear it and you're like oh no I know what they want and that's normally the first step so for those who always wonder how do people learn Japanese that's what I've been told when I'm in a, a group of people I agree. Go and verse, immerse yourself in an environment for the particular Japanese that you want to learn for the day. And go stand there. If you got some time to waste, you'll hear the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. And practice the mannerisms. And then you, everybody would say, So go on there. Like, they would just be like thinking you study at a, a language school for years. You'd be like, no, I just do it at 7-Eleven and watch everybody interact for like an hour. That went That's it. That's it. You know, um, when the veil or I go to registers and stores, I know sometimes there's a, there's a 7-Eleven I always go to before. It's in the station before I get on the train to go to work. And there's probably these, you know, at young uh adults working the registers um who often see me and when 
and I've I've created rapport and some type of relationship with them. And when I come to the register, I'm making them laugh. And there's my and, and like the laugh and the smile is so genuine because they ain't done that shit all day. Because <laughs> they've been in robotic mode with every other robot that has come to the register. It's quite it the energy like you feel the energy like it's like I've been waiting to release this energy all day. Thank you. <laughs> type of type of feeling. You know? It's is am I, am I right? Oh, I've made tons of friends and gotten I've received a lot of free things because of that gotten gifts from people because people go their whole day never making a new friend I get on the train or the bus or the store and I start speaking to people hey I get on guys I had a whole I've said this before I've had a whole bus before welcome me on the bus and when I leave they say goodbye when these people old ladies quit their job they wrote me whole letters and gave me whole gifts, guys. I was there. If I missed a day, they would say, hey. They would ask me, like, if I was okay, was I sick or something? And I was like, no, I just missed the bus. I caught the, the next one. They was like, oh, okay. That's how Japan, that's how you can impact people's lives out here just by being personal. So come out here. If you ever do come out here. Or you do live in Japan, um, be you and be more, you know. Uh, be more by reaching out and helping shape society into a better place. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think that's one thing that we do offer, right? Personality, charisma. Um, Flair, <laughs> that that's something that they're not used to, and it's something not easy for them to do or to show. Okay. Hence, why with this being said, I think we're going to close the remarks, shoutouts, and things of that nature. Is why I believe at some point, hopefully, that the. English teaching market will somewhat turn around to like it was in the 90s and the early 2000s as far as wages are concerned because they can't replicate that no matter how much they you know how much uh, they can't do it that's one thing no robot could ever replace if they wanted to I believe that they think it would be a disservice to the children and that they're educating um, or the individuals in the English schools that they're educating, I don't think they would pay for that. When they pay for these things, especially at the private like language schools and things like this, and Lavello is kind of uh, interesting to, to me as well, and my uh, other homie uh, Nazir, son of the Nazir. Um, that they're paying for an experience. It, 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 it's probably 
30 percent 40 percent i'm coming i, I, I really want to learn this language now doesn't get me wrong there's something really coming in and like, they really want to get their shit down but most you can tell it's just like i want this experience you know no robot no robot can offer that all right we can only offer that yeah yeah anything to say on that before we uh yeah i just want to say like with the loss of service jobs the one thing i do worry about in japan most is a lot of older people here or alone japan has this case where older people die in their home because they have no loved ones and i often stand in line if you're in japan you're like why am i lying so long if you see an older person up front they're probably taking their time to talk to the sales associate because that would be the only person they'll probably talk to the entire day okay they're holding a conversation and with the loss of sales sales associates you will see a lot more sadder older people and people that probably were ready to check out because without these people standing here basically being paid to stand around and listen to you they won't have anybody else to talk to so that's my biggest thing i think the world needs to think about i mean sales associates are undervalued and i think can do so much more for a store and for the world as far as serving um but sadly we're giving it up to robots but hey robots got their good pros and cons good and bad um i just think we need to work on ourselves a little more before we go full-blown terminator over here with robots running things hey that's just my opinion but uh thank you for the this great topic actually about uh hitting on the robots and taking over japan and taking over the world really appreciate it uh that's all i got right now man you got it yeah thanks a lot man I, yeah i definitely wanted to speak on that because i felt this very interesting topic that's going on recently and i i do feel that with the the way japan is set up that it could be a success here for the robots but unfortunately for the humans um it wouldn't be so good uh so hopefully that will uh get Japanese, especially the youth, uh, to change some things about how they go about handling their their service jobs and other things as well too, to add give that value added personality uh, to the job. So that robot doesn't take take your job. Um, with <laughs> that being said, um, just wanna give some shout outs real quick. Um, the first shout out, the one shout out I do want to give again is, is that I think I'll be shouting this all the time is my cousin's beard and skin product line made from natural ingredients is called Kyle Alex. He is currently selling out of a barbershop in Indianapolis. Uh, he is also currently selling online. Uh, check out his Instagram page at Kyle underscore Alex, I believe his motto in his uh, creed or his saying for his line is be raw. All right. I think that kind of goes along with be you as well, too. I think I know where he's going with that. But go ahead, man. If you need something for your beard, you need something for your skin for those ladies. Uh, when they touch up on your beard, they touch on your skin. You want to be all soft and silky smooth. You want your beard smelling good. Go purchase some Kyle Alex. 
You got anything? Uh, no, that's it, man. Just go out there and be you. All right. Yeah, as always, man. Everybody remember uh, morning, noon, and night, wherever you at in the world. Remember to always be you. Send y'all Jackson going to tell them what the fuck it is. Peace. Shit, Negro. That's all you had to say. Thank you for listening to the BU Podcast. Please, always remember to be you. BU Podcast を聞いていただき、本当にありがとうございます。いつも BU をするのがしっかり覚えてください。